This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. I'm lead pastor here at Cornerstone, and I'm glad to join you again today to talk about a subject that is really close to my heart, the subject of stewardship, and in particular, financial stewardship. I want to use the title Strategic Stewardship to give us a perspective uh, today on the podcast. Here's the background to my thinking about this. I was actually watching an NFL game recently and was kind of surprised by the number of commercials that came on during that game about financial planning. It's, you know, an investment bank here, this uh, long-term financial planning, get your insurance in line. And it just got me thinking, how many people have put significant time toward how they plan their retirement, what they're going to do to manage their finances? So much time spent on managing personal wealth, so little time that we spend managing our generosity. In other words, people have thought incredibly strategically, incredibly intentionally on what to do to spend the money that they have on stuff that they want to spend it on. But I'm struck by how few people, even how few Christians, Think strategically about generosity. And I want to put forward this critical idea today and then unpack it a little bit, that actually for Christians, we should think just as seriously about our eternal retirement plan as we do our this-life retirement plan. If in this life we're going to spend, let's say, 20 years in our retirement years, why would we obsessively plan those 20 years but spend so little time thinking about how to store up store up treasure in the life to come through our generosity, because that's what Jesus says. Jesus says there's a way in our generosity to actually build up treasure in the life to come, to store up wealth in a place where moth and rust can't destroy, where thieves can't break in and steal, which means kingdom strategic generosity is a better long-term investment than your retirement plan. And I want to suggest to you that far too few people are thinking intentionally about that. And there's a key set of verses I want to look at and just kind of unpack briefly and then talk about some very basic principles of how to build a kingdom investment strategy, an investment strategy about not just this life, but the life to come. And the key set of verses is out of 1 Timothy chapter 6. In verses 17 to 19, Paul writes this. He writes, Instruct those who are rich in this present age not to be arrogant or to set their hope on the uncertainty of wealth, but on God, who richly provides us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do what is good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and willing to share, storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of what is truly life. In these verses, there's some very specific instruction. Paul says we're to instruct, verse 17, those who are rich in this present age. In many ways, that applies to almost everyone in America who is above a poverty level. I mean, in America, we have a level of wealth that people in, in history, people throughout the world even presently, can scarcely imagine. The average middle-class American is extraordinarily wealthy in comparison to the rest of the world. And so those who are rich in this present age, frankly, is a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast. I'm certain of that. It certainly applies to me. 
And we're told we have to avoid arrogance. We have to avoid putting our hope in our uncertain wealth. In some ways, a financial downturn like the one that we're experiencing, inflation that goes up, is a helpful tool to remind us that wealth is an uncertain thing. There's a volatility to earthly wealth. It can be here today and gone tomorrow. So we need to avoid arrogance that would assume that we can provide for all of our own needs. But instead of putting our hope on wealth, we want to put our hope on God, who is a rich provider. If we think we are rich, it is our Father who owns everything. And it says here, 1 Timothy 6, 17, this is such an important verse. He says, he richly provides us with all things to enjoy. So I want you to to underline this principle. God commands you to enjoy his good gifts. When God gives you wealth in this present age, you don't need to sheepishly act like it's not something that's a good thing to enjoy. Instead, it says you should richly enjoy what God richly gives. The secret to protecting your heart is not to enjoy God's good gifts, but to be deeply grateful, to appreciate everything that God gives you. Paul goes on and he gives specific instructions. He says, instruct them not to set their hope on wealth, but also instruct them who have excess dollars, more dollars than they need to provide for what they need. Instruct those people who have excess to do what is good, to be rich in good works. Okay, so let's pause and just unpack that phrase. You are to be rich, not in accumulation, but in generosity. He says to be rich and generous in, in good works, to be generous and willing to share. Riches often invite us with the temptation to try to protect ourselves through storing up all that we have for ourselves. Here he just says, no, open that widely up. Be generous, be willing to share. And in so doing, verse 19 says, you will be storing up treasure for yourselves as a good foundation for the coming age so that you take hold of what is truly life. The generosity and willingness to share that you express is an investment into an eternal retirement account. It's an investment into the life to come. If you're going to live 20 years in retirement, but 20 million years in the new heavens and new earth for those who know Jesus, where is it more important to save? Into eternity or into the present age? Well, my suggestion is you need to have an internal investment strategy. Just like you have a retirement investment strategy, you need an internal investment strategy. And that eternal investment strategy, God outlines here. How do you store up wealth in the age to come? You do what is good. You are rich in good works. You are generous. And you are willing to share. You could summarize that all in just the simple word of generosity. We need to learn as Christians to live with grateful simplicity and radical generosity. Grateful simplicity, that what God provides us with, we are content with, we are grateful for, we steward wisely. So grateful simplicity, but also radical generosity. We of all people should realize that that giving is an investment. It's, it's actually paying it forward into the life to come where we are storing up for ourselves treasures, treasures, not where moth and rust destroy, but where thieves, where thieves can break in and steal. We're storing up treasures into eternal life. So 
If that's true with kingdom investment, I want to talk to you about some principles of how you should be giving generously in order to store up into eternal life. And I think this is timely as we near the end of the year. Many people receive business income, bonuses. These are opportunities for us to invest in what God values. So, how should you be generous? How should you cultivate a kingdom investment strategy? Well, here's the first principle. You should learn how to give regularly. You should be giving regularly. I I think the end of the year is a great opportunity for everyone to assess and adjust what they're giving. Okay, so one of the practices that I've done for years is at the end of each year, end of December, to take kind of a look back and say, what percentage of my income did I give this past year? What total dollars did I give this past year? And each year, I just see if, by God's grace, I can move it up a little bit. I don't think you have to do anything radical here, but many of us, if we simply take the time to look back, it's a good time in the month of December to say, have I given at the level I want to give this year? Am I behind? Should I catch up? Because giving regularly is a reminder regularly that you aren't just storing up for the life to come. I save every month back into a retirement account because I learned a little bit over a long period of time can become a lot. But I never want to be saving without giving. I never want to be investing into my earthly retirement without also having a kingdom giving component. So just like I give regularly monthly to my retirement, I also give regularly monthly to give to the church, to give to kingdom needs. And I try to adjust and assess that. So give regularly is principle number one. Okay, principle number two is I want to talk about give um, extraordinarily. And that means when you have extraordinary income, unplanned income, above and beyond income, you have bonus income, business income, I think that you really need to consider giving a significant percentage or proportion of that away. Start with a minimum of 10% and, and give it always off of every income that you get. Give. Always give. Now, I know for some of you listening to this podcast that, that you're thinking, boy, how, how would we do that? I think that you need to see your business, your bonus, your job as a kingdom profit generator, okay? That you're not just stewarding income that is yours, but God has blessed you with the ability to have income so that you can generate kingdom profits, okay? And I think that this is just an opportunity. Recently read a pamphlet called Redemptive Entrepreneurship by Andy Crouch, and his organization Praxis works to help people who are Christians start and run profitable businesses, but they have a a kind of creed that they go by, and under the creed of money, they say this, instead of being preoccupied with money and possessions, we'll practice simplicity and generosity. We will commit to give away a minimum of 10% of our gross income. That's not the net, what you take back after expenses. That's the total of what you take in. That's their goal for kingdom entrepreneurship, that they would give away a minimum of 10%. So end of year giving is important to assess and move that forward. So give regularly, give extraordinarily. Here's the, the second, or the third principle rather, is I think it's a pattern you need to work to give generously. Andy Crouch's group says we give a minimum of 10%. That 10% mirrors a biblical word of tithe that just means a 10% gift. And I think generosity is what happens above that 10% waterline. 
So if you've never given, you need to give a first gift. You need to set us a target to give 10%. But I do think you should also try to give above and beyond that as God blesses you. Many of us are earning an income that provides for far more than a basic way of living with simplicity and gratitude. So we have the capacity to give more. And if you have the capacity to give more, you are a fool not to give that because the Bible is so clear. You are storing up treasure for yourself in the age to come. You're not losing the money that you give. You're getting it. You're keeping it. You get it back with interest in the kingdom of God. So giving above 10% isn't foolish. It's the only logical thing to do. What would be foolish is to hoard your money in only this life. So give generously. Now, how do you do that? And here's where I want to spend a bit of time. I want you to give strategically. Give regularly, give extraordinarily, give generously, but give strategically. I think you need to spend some time thinking hard about where you should give. I'm going to give you the principle that I've followed in my life, what has been a good regular rhythm and pattern for me, which is the first priority in my giving has been to give to the church. The second priority in my giving has been to give to the poor. And the third priority has been to give to where I have passion. Okay, so let me unpack those. First, church. Second, the poor. And third, passion. So first, church is this. I think of the church like a mutual fund. So if you haven't invested before, a mutual fund is just a collection of other kind of various stocks with a kind of diverse portfolio of stocks and bonds, other securities could be mixed in there, and it's overseen by a manager. So that when you purchase a piece of a mutual fund, you're actually using your money to purchase a number of different things. Giving to a local church kind of works like that. Cornerstone Church, our general fund giving, so dollars given to Cornerstone, they fund a youth ministry to work with our kids. They fund our kids' ministry, but they also fund hundreds of thousands of dollars of investment in global ministries, investment into salt company on the college campus. They funded the ministry and the foundational dollars to make the salt network, a church planting network throughout North America, go forward. So one dollar given to Cornerstone is dispersed, not unlike a dollar invested in a mutual fund buys many things, a dollar given to Cornerstone funds many things. So I think that wisdom says that a local church investment is is a great place to start. It's a great way to give in a way that impacts both a local community and beyond that. And I also think biblically, it's fairly clear from Scripture that the local church is a priority in God's plans. And so I want my priority dollars to go to the things that God talks the most about. God's pattern is that he wants to call people to follow Jesus as disciples, and he wants those people to be connected to local churches. And so cooperatively, as we give our dollars there, I just think our priority going where God's is, is a great starting point. So I tell anybody who's thinking about giving, start with aiming to give 10%, a tithe, at a minimum, to your local church. I try to give more than that, but try to see if you can start there. Give at least a tithe to the church. It's the best giving you can do. So my top priority is giving to the local church. And frankly, guys, if all you did was give, gave your money to a local church, you would be hitting my second and third priorities. Our local church gives significant dollars to invest in the material poor. 
We give significant dollars to passionate gospel ministry. So if all you did was gave to the local church, that alone would be an incredibly strategic gift. You're thinking strategically like a kingdom investor. I'm just saying this is a great investment. Start there. But beyond your local church, I just think the scripture is so full of instances where it talks about how we should be sure to pay attention to those who are materially poor. That God is a father to the fatherless. He's a helper to the orphan and the widow. That James says pure and faultless religion is to look after orphans and widows in their time of need. James talks about how if we claim to love God and want to follow his commandments, how can we ignore the needs of our brothers and sisters around us? And so I think that a second place where you should think of kingdom strategic giving is to simply bless and help those who are materially poor. And I want to kind of put a little little plug here. Parents with kids, this is an opportunity to teach your children that to look out for the needs of others and that it is more blessed to give than to receive. There's an opportunity at Christmas time to look and to say, is there a family around us that's struggling? Is there a friend that's falling behind? Is there someone that we could give a kind Christmas card to with some dollars inside of it, with a gift card to a grocery store, with a gas card to help a single mom fill up her gas tank when gas prices are high? Paying attention to the poor Jesus even talks about how even when we serve a cup of cold water in his name, it's as if we're serving it to him, that serving the poor is serving God. God has a special care for seeing mercy, compassion, and justice done to those who are materially poor. And I think beyond our local church, we should pay attention to the poor. Don't neglect that. Third area of passion is to give where you're passionate. (laughs) If you're giving strategically, I think the local church is your core investment. I think you are called by God to care for the poor and the needy around you to meet those needs. But then third, I would want you to think, where is it that my heart moves? The Bible talks about where our treasure is. That's where our heart is going to be. So sometimes what I've found is as I moved my dollars, my heart followed them. You notice it didn't say where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. It says actually where your money goes, your heart follows. The heart follows the purse strings. And so I think in, when we, we're thinking about giving strategically, my wife and I have picked out three kind of passions that we had. One was Salt Company. We've been proud and wonder, proud supporters of the Salt Company ministry and of various Salt Company staff over the years. We just love giving to that in addition to giving to our local church. Second, we've tried to give to missionaries that we know personally. If there's people who are going overseas to give their life, we have friends who run an orphanage, we love to support them. We have friends who are missionaries in France. When my sister was a missionary overseas, we just felt like by giving dollars, it was worth it even for us just simply to get their prayer updates every month. Uh, You know, I, I just loved the privilege of that. But then also... We found that we have a passion for seeing the gospel go out through national church planning. You know, we recently had a great friend of Cornerstone, Vitaly, who is a missionary out of the Ukraine. And Vitaly 
just giving th- from our church to his missionaries. We, what we're using is the resources of the Western church to support the global church, reaching the globe with the gospel. And there are opportunities, investments like Serve India Ministries that trains pastors for church planning throughout the tribal regions of India. Um, Church Plan Development East, which is seeing uh, missionaries go all throughout the Arabic-speaking world in the house church movement. There's opportunities for Western dollars to invest in global missionaries, because often the best investment we can give is not just sending Westerners with the gospel, but helping the whole world with the whole gospel to go to the whole world. That's one of the new frontiers in global missions, and it's a passion that I have. So, I've found that by investing in areas of passion, I pray more fervently. I see things more clearly, and it moves my heart. Okay, so that has been my kingdom investment strategy. I give first to the church, second to the poor, and in particular with the poor, I try to help use that as a gateway for my children to connect in compassion to people. And then thirdly, I try to give to two or three areas of passion, people I love, ministries I love, so that my heart moves where my money goes. Here's what I've found. In that kingdom investment strategy, God has done so much to change my heart. It is truly more blessed to give than to receive. And 1 Timothy chapter 6 is so clear. For those who are rich in this present age, we need to do what is good. We need to be rich in good works, generous, willing to share of our money, of our material possessions. And in so doing, here's what we're doing. We're storing up treasure for ourselves as a good foundation for the coming age, for eternal life, so that we take hold of what is truly life. Friends, Americans, those who are rich in this present world, God help us not to hoard our riches to selfishly hold back, but instead, oh, friends, I've never regretted a dollar I've given. I've regretted a lot of dollars I've spent. I mean, just look around your house at all the junk you have that you think, why do I even need that? Okay, I can point to that all over my life, but I have never regretted a dollar I've invested in the kingdom of God because it's an investment into the life to come, and it has filled me with joy in the life that is now. So as we come to the end of 2022, don't just think about your retirement strategy. Don't just think about the stock market or the, you know, the pressures of inflation. I want you to think about strategic stewardship. I want you to have a kingdom investment strategy. God has given his resources to you to propel his kingdom forward. What's a way that you could think strategically about how to give? so that God would get the glory, you would store up treasure into the life to come, and you get the joy of seeing the gospel go forward through those gifts that you give. God bless you. Be generous as we end this year. 